Hello and welcome to the Product Owner Podcast. Today we have a, a special guest. We have Kim Bosman, uh, who is a value stream owner at Schiphol Group. And um, this is not your standard product owner role. So we will uh, do some different stuff than we're used to, but we'll manage. And I believe we have some re very relevant uh, practical insights to share that will also be very helpful if you're active as a product owner or product manager. Um, Kim, welcome. Thank you. Um, you are, uh, uh, have your own company, Kim Advisory. Uh, you currently work as a value stream owner at uh, Schiphol Group for uh, airport control, uh, working on a project called Wilbur, if I'm correct. Yeah, I'll tell uh, you more about it. And you'll yeah. tell, uh, tell us more <laughs> about it. And uh, some stuff you highlighted that we can go into uh, later in the interview uh, uh, is a new time leadership, which you presented recently. Yeah. And uh, um, working with the board, which will be a stakeholder part. But I think this is very interesting. And for many product owners out there, uh, boards can be a relevant uh, stakeholder to engage properly. Yeah. So it's very cool if we can get some uh, nice insights on that. First off, um, who is Kim Bosman? And uh, more importantly, um, how did you uh, start working with Agile and then later became a value stream owner at Schiphol? Well, I'm Kim. <laughs> um, uh, I think about eight years ago, I got uh, uh, infected by the Agile virus. I was at that time a manager IT projects at uh, a large retail company, C1000. And we started um, working with uh, Scrum and it, it went through the company, it spread really quickly. And at that moment I thought, okay, I'm in a management position, I see what a company needs, the market needs Agile. So I quit my job, I think maybe one year later when we sort of implemented it. And uh, I thought I have to go to the market and uh, help companies uh, with Agile. So that's where it started. A couple of years ago I had an international career um, uh, leading large-scale agile transformations, a lot of uh, flying to different countries and a busy, busy uh, schedule. And um, the company that I was working for, it uh, got sold. And that was the moment that I thought, okay, I need to go back to the market, to the Dutch market with my international uh, knowledge, especially on skilled agile. And uh, uh, I had a, a, a um, a job at uh, C1, uh, not C1000, but Holland Casino, oh yeah. a shorter track on Agile and, and scaling it. And when I was there, Schiphol asked me, do you want to become a value stream owner from uh, uh, airport control, for airport control? And I thought, okay, this is exactly the position that uh, brings my skills on management together, my Agile mindset and the skilled Agile complexity. So I said, yes, I'll, I'll come and help uh, Schiphol. Very yeah. cool. So uh, you have a, a broad experience, especially in, in the larger agile efforts, uh, yeah. if I'm correct. Um, and can you uh, sketch for us the environment at, at Schiphol? Um, uh, where are you positioned in the effort yeah. to uh, digitize and improve airport control? Yeah. So I'm part of um, a digital airport program. So Schiphol has this uh, aim to become leading digital airport and preferred airport by next year. So we have uh, one mm, more month. Tight <laughs> tight <deadline. laughs> and um, <laughs> we have a, a, a large uh, acceleration program with multiple value streams. Mm -hmm. And one of the value streams 
uh, uh, I'm leading it. It's airport control. Um, just to give you an order of magnitude, it's about 40, 50 people that are involved in a value stream. I have six teams at the moment. Mm. We're working completely agile, so I have no project managers, only product owners and uh, agile teams. Could be Kanban, Scrum, that doesn't really matter. Um, and for airport uh, control, for the really for the terminal operations, we're building a system. Um, I have multiple products, but the core product is called Bilber. Mm -hmm. um, we named it after a pioneer in the uh, flight industry, Wilbur Wright. And Wilbur is a system that uh, is going to help our ambition to steer the operation. So really proactively mm -hmm. integratedly steer what's happening on the airport and how we can optimize the flow, minimize waiting times, make sure that aircrafts uh, leave on time with mm -hmm. the passengers and the baggage uh, in, the, in the aircraft. Mm -hmm. um, if there are disturbances, how to control what's going on in the airport. Okay. Can you give an example? F uh, for example, what uh, without Wilbur would be uh, uh, not such a good customer experience uh, and will be improved with Wilbur? Yeah, well, First of all, it starts with forecasting. And mm -hmm. what you see is that we have a little bit of difficulty with forecasting. So we plan a day based on uh, a difficult forecast and we go into the day of operations and everything changes. Uh, within the first minute of the day, the whole plan changes. So we need uh, a system that helps adapt the plans, but also can foresee what is coming. So, what so Wilbur's system, it taps into multiple other systems and databases and sources and it filters only relevant information. So if you have an um, uh, airport control coordinator who's really sort of overseeing what's happening in the airport and is trying to control it, um, they, they encounter about 30,000 changes a day. Mm -hmm. I mean, the brain cannot handle it. And we're building Wilbur to bring this uh, information in a filtered way in front of them. Um, and only showing what is relevant so they can proactively take measures. Okay, so I imagine um, uh, uh, a while back there was uh, a lot of stuff going on at Schiphol. There, there was a, a day, I don't know, it was about half a year ago, I think, where uh, 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 the queues were very, very large. Uh, everything uh, uh, got clogged up and there was a lot of criticism uh, uh, aimed at Schiphol. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know if it was justified. Let's not go there. But uh, yeah. um, is that something that Wilbur uh, yeah. should improve in, in the future? Yeah. So the challenge is we have uh, limited capacity in yes. space and there's no yes. quick way to solve it. It's not mm -hmm. that we can build a terminal really quickly. Uh, so we have to... Especially not in a day. No, when we have to work with the yes. limited capacity. Uh, yes. It's very, very busy at uh, Schiphol. Mm -hmm. um, but if we streamline the flow, we can really improve um, the ma waiting times. Uh, so, yeah. and uh, due to social media, you see that it quickly explodes in the um, in the field. If I'm a passenger, I'm always I I, I I still come two hours in advance, and I go through security in five minutes, and I think, why did I come so early? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but um, yeah, with the system, that is exactly what we're aiming at: improving the flow, minimizing the waiting times, improving the customer or passenger experience and making sure that the aircraft leaves on time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you're currently uh doing this with uh around 50 60 people. Yeah. Um and you're uh, uh leading them so to say uh as a value stream owner. Yeah. 
Um, I'm thinking um, this uh, value stream owner position you have, you have also other value streams around you. Um, how many value streams are there and how big is that uh, um, digital effort in total? We have about five value streams. Mm -hmm. The effort is about 200 people, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, our ambition is to move the program to the standing organization mm -hmm. next year. Um, it's so important that it will become part of the core of uh, Schiphol, which yeah. is really good. Um, but yeah, we have multiple value streams and we have close connections between the value streams. So I have quite some um, uh, dependencies with other value streams. And that means that we have very tight cooperation between the value stream owners. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, for me, this uh, sets the stage perfectly. Um, we have a bit of background on you, on your Agile experience, um, and uh, we know a bit about the effort you're currently uh, leading at Schiphol. Um, if, is there anything else we should know before we dive into the other topics? Uh, no, up okay. to you. Okay. Yeah? yeah. Okay. So, um, this is the introduction, um, and next up, we will dive into working with the team. And uh, Kim will probably uh, tell us a bit about uh, the people that she works uh, with on a daily basis. Uh, and uh, we'll also look a bit at uh, um, how the teams are structured and working with the POs and what you do and don't do in that, uh, that respect. So uh, please check back in the next uh, part. Welcome back. This is the second part of the interview with Kim Bosman. She's still with us, value stream owner at Schiphol. And um, in this part, we will um, dive into uh, the, the team aspect of uh, the agile work of the value stream owner. And I'm just as curious as you what that entails, uh, because this will be obviously different from uh, the regular product owner work. So, um, Kim, can you tell us about the people you work with on a daily basis? Is there a team that you work with or uh, is it different in your situation? Uh, can you uh, elaborate a bit yeah. on that? So the stream um, has about six teams. Um, I have five product owners. Uh, at the moment we're building multiple products. Uh, next year we will really move only towards Bilber, to the core mm -hmm. uh, capability. Um, we work fully agile, Scrum. And my um, link with the teams is I don't steer them, at least I give them the direction of the value stream, just make sure that everyone knows what's going on, mm -hmm. but it really is the product owner that is uh, um, working closely with the team. Yes. We have really good scrum masters, so everything is in place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we work with, uh, yeah, I may really say the best professionals, everyone is agile minded, has the experience, is good in their uh, special specialism, and maybe... Um, something I would like to share with people. And if I can give advice on a topic, it would be that. If you're in the position that you can uh, choose with who you work, which I'm luckily uh, in that position. Um, so I handpick everyone, just make sure that we work with the best people. And most importantly is that everyone we work with, if I look at them, they give me a smile. So mm. there's something authentic about a person and um, it helps if you have a team with really fun people and not the funny joking mindset, but mm. they think, okay, uh, we have this wonderful team. 
we're all really committed to this huge ambition. Yeah, so yeah. Um, not not too extreme, I imagine. Not like uh, we, we can only be positive and uh, no. never uh, have a bad day, but uh, like... Um, authentic. Uh, authen sort of, yeah. uh, authentic, but yeah. with a positive vibe, I think, yeah. because you said I have to make me smile if I see them. Uh, yeah. There has yeah. to be some likability factor. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And um, do you hire every uh, uh, person that is working uh, in your value stream or do you also delegate them? Well, I do delegate it, mm -hmm. but I want to see everyone. Okay. And it can be only a few minutes just to check, yeah. okay, this is good. But I also, uh, the, the product owners, I mean, w I work with really great people. I don't have to tell them what they have to do. Mm. Um, so if they say, oh, we saw someone really uh, enthusiastic about it, he spoke to this and this person and it's all fine. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's like, okay, go. And sometimes I say, I just want to see them for one minute. Yeah. Just a handshake, just to... Yeah, just to yeah. get the feeling yeah. and uh, yeah. give the go, no go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's nice. And um, you mentioned uh, there are uh, uh, teams, they have the product owners. Uh, you just give them a direction so you don't really interact with the teams or do you have touch points with the teams where you uh, do have more of a direct contact? Yeah, I think the um, uh, review session mm -hmm. is the most, um, in the structure of the Scrum, that's the moment where I interact the most with the team. Mm -hmm. It's where business owners, uh, the team, product owners come together, the demo, or, or show what they've realized. We get this feedback uh, loop going and um, it feels good if I'm involved at that level. If I skip those meetings, mm -hmm. I feel uh, loosely coupled. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can understand, yeah. yes. Yeah. And um, this is also, of course, a moment to check if the um, greater vision and the stuff that you probably discuss with stakeholders, which we'll go into yeah. later, uh, um, uh, is still on the right track yeah. and uh, if maybe new discoveries have been made, yeah. 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 Um, so, and, and this reviews, you, you have uh, quite some teams. Um, how do you figure out uh, which reviews to attend or how did you solve this? Uh? Yeah, I focus on the main product, Wilbur. Okay. We have, we have uh, two teams working on Wilbur at the moment mm -hmm. um, and we have a team that is doing the artificial intelligence part, so uh, building the brain of, mm -hmm. of Wilbur, together they have a review session. And that's really okay. the core. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other teams, um, how do you stay uh, I up stay to date? I stay a little bit loosely aligned. Okay, yeah. just yeah. through the product owners through probably. Through the product owner, yeah. 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 Okay, that's, uh, that's interesting. And um, other than that, uh, do you have like a team around you that supports you in the, the work that you do uh, as a value stream owner or is it more of a solitary job? There is, um, we have a vibe manager. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she helps with uh, contracting uh, people, getting them uh, going, uh, making sure the, the, the surrounding is in place, that we have a good working spot, um, mm -hmm. um, sort, of, sort of assistant too, or mm -hmm. PMO kind of job. Yeah. Um, but I work closely with my product owners and that's where we, I mean, share vision, uh, discuss roadmap. It's mm -hmm. not that I tell them what to do, uh, that's, that's not the way things work. Yeah, I um, understand, yeah. But I can, uh, I can have a bigger picture and make sure we just set uh, our, our vision and direction and make sure we were aligned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Kay. what I mainly do. Okay. 
And uh, can you maybe give an example or uh, um, some practical experience that you had in working with the product owners where um, maybe something turned out not to uh, go the way you wanted, you discussed something and they interpreted it differently and you had to maybe uh, change some stuff or anything else that comes to mind uh, where you can share a learning experience yeah, around I, this? I, well, a learning that I would like to share is, I think, one of our main reasons for success at the moment is that we so we had a vision mm. but we had no way how to get there we really needed the space to innovate um, and creating that space to innovate was uh, a necessary uh, prerequisite mm -hmm. so that is one of our powerful uh, elements i really make sure that i get the confidence from yeah the board and uh, the levels around that we get this space to go from left to right uh, and eventually find our direction. Mm -hmm. um, um, and what also really works is if you have um, if you have that vision and you get started, immediately show results and get feedback. Uh, so create your spot. Get your yeah. really yeah claim your spot. Cool. And don't stay underwater for too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's agile uh, yeah. if you're doing it properly. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's uh, really good. Okay, so um, uh, create a space to innovate so the, the, the board doesn't, uh, uh, and, and other people around don't um, say, uh, um, how do you say it? Take away the breathing space yeah. that you need to be creative. Yeah, uh, it's I the think. old management style. Yes. Sometimes yes. it just pops around the corner and yes. they want to get control. Yes. And I need to make sure that stay stay away. You know, <laughs> yes. this is we're going ahead in the in the the right direction. Yes. We need this space to uh, innovate. Yeah. So, uh, without an agile methodology, this would never be possible. Cool, cool, yeah. and. Um, yeah, that's uh, th th those are th I think very good tips, and especially uh, if you're starting out, uh, like you did, uh, with a really yeah. big ambition, but not really uh, uh, a lot of uh, ideas of how to get there. It's excellent uh, environment for agile, yeah. but uh, very good to have these two uh, tips, and uh, especially the direct results and, uh, and feedback. That's also uh, something. Uh, Sometimes people uh, forget or um, make excuses in, uh, when starting a project. Well, we are just starting. We cannot show anything. But it's very important to immediately, immediately show, show yeah. and show. Uh, get the trust yeah. that you can deliver. Align then, people yeah. in the uh, things you're going through. We, we, we didn't even know which technology we needed to choose. Mm -hmm. So we just started experimenting. And uh, people weren't really happy with it because you touch someone's baby. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And some people are... Uh, uh, stuck in thinking and in a certain direction and I just want to break it open that we really get that space to make sure we build something that is future-proof yes yeah uh, that's very nice um, and I want to go into this a bit more in the stakeholder part so uh, yep. let's uh, close off uh, the the team environment uh, unless there's something you want to add no it's okay that's yeah. very cool so we discussed uh, um, how a value stream owner works with teams uh, in, uh, in this specific environment. Yeah. Um, and uh, the main tips are uh, to give the teams the, the breathing space to innovate, especially uh, when you uh, have such a, a new and ambitious project. And uh, very important, show direct results. So from the first sprints on, show people uh, uh, what you've done yeah. and how you plan to go move on from there. So you uh, uh, get the trust and the collaboration going that you need. Yeah. Okay. 
In the next part we'll talk about stakeholders, which uh, uh, fits nicely uh, as a next step. So uh, join us in the next part. Welcome back to the uh, Product Owner Podcast. This is part three with Kim Bosman. In the previous parts, we discussed um, the environment, the introduction, and uh, working with the teams, which in Kim's uh, case is mainly working with the product owners who then work with the teams um, and uh, attending the review of the, the main product that's uh, in our value stream. In this part, we'll uh, discuss uh, how Kim works with stakeholders and um, I believe we will also uh, talk about a very special stakeholder group. But let's uh, first start uh, um, uh, hooking up with the previous part. Uh, you mentioned uh, you need uh, the confidence from, uh, from the board, uh, get the space to innovate and uh, um, break loose from the old management style. Yeah. Um, this is a part of stakeholder management, uh, creating the, the, the agile room that there is needed to, uh, to work really uh, delegate decisions to the team. So uh, how did you approach this? How did you um, uh, collaborate with the stakeholders to yep. get them to understand how this works and accept it? So when you start building your value stream, it's not that everything was in place. I started mm. a year ago and uh, there was a handful of people, maybe 15, um, but we still needed to get the stakeholders in place. And um, then you're looking through the organization and sometimes they move people towards you and say, this is someone who needs to be a stakeholder in your value stream. And I think, well, this one has an old fashioned management style. I don't want that one to be a stakeholder. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of a game that went on in the beginning. I was really looking for people that understand the mindset and, and can give the space that we need and, and think big mm -hmm. um, and act as an ambassador. So the, and the people we have, I have four stakeholders at the moment. Uh, without them, I couldn't be successful. So they really pave the path in the, w in the moments that it's necessary. They stand there, they help, uh, yeah, ambassadors, yeah. Cool. So uh, you also mentioned in your introduction that you uh, um, uh, want to uh, uh, s select or be involved in the selection of the people that do the actual work in the teams with the product owners. Yep. And what I hear you say now is that you also try to have a very strong hand in selecting who you wanted to work business. with as a stakeholder. Yeah. Same goes uh, for business yeah. owners. So we have mm -hmm. business owners tell the product owners what they want. Mm. Eh? Yeah. Uh, of course, it within the vision that we created together. Um, and same goes for the business owners. There were a few people that were moved forward that I thought didn't have the skills to be able to operate in the agile mindset. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, a, it's sort of a political game. You don't want to... Um, um, I say it, uh, um, disqualify a person. Mm -hmm. It's not about a person, there's nothing personal about it. Yes. But I need people with a certain mindset to be able to move forward uh, yeah. in, in the way we want to uh, do the game. Yeah, I really like the fact that you uh, took ownership of creating the environment for your value stream and your products in the end to be successful. Yeah. So um, I think that's a really good lesson. Uh, uh, don't just let stuff happen to you, but see how you can influence uh, the yeah. environment and uh, 
you use almost the stakeholders to your advantage instead of just saying, okay, if you want this to be my stakeholders, I'll try to work with them and see what no. happens. No, yeah. sometimes you can try it, but if it doesn't work, uh, mm -hmm. move uh, move aside, move forward or uh, get other people on board. Yeah. yeah. But it's also, so you see that the program really has this agile structure and the governance around it and the standing organization has the typical structure mm -hmm. and it doesn't always work. And um, I think one of the key learnings is that uh, both parties shouldn't be rigid in their way of working and we really need to f build the bridge and find each other mm -hmm. and I think uh, I put a lot of effort in trying to uh, pick uh, the people up in their own country without eliminating the governance that we have uh, within our uh, program. Okay, cool. And um, can you maybe give an example of um, uh, one of the stakeholders that really does a good job, like uh, that really helped you or your teams when they were blocked or stuck or running into uh, an organizational impediment, so to say. Uh, can you share something uh, around that? Yeah, I must say all four of them are all very important. Yes. Um, the main area where I needed my stakeholders is in aligning the business with its typical structure and how we operate as a program, especially management feeling out of control, having no idea how we are working, mm -hmm. uh, not always seeing what's going on, wanting to get involved, but yeah, if there's no direction, no no line with a certain manager, I don't almost don't even talk to them, eh? um, and and getting those uh, stakeholders in place to get these worlds uh, combined. Mm. Yeah, that's the field. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. And um, well, you mentioned uh, in the uh, previous part uh, getting the confidence from the board. Um, uh, uh, in many cases, uh, for product owners, um, the the CEO of a company or the head of a department where they uh, operate is a very important stakeholder, but also often the most difficult stakeholder because. Uh, they are uh, removed, as you say, uh, with some people you don't have direct lines yeah. uh, of communication. So, um, but they have a lot of influence. Yeah. So um, how do you um, work with the board uh, to, to take them along on the agile journey and um, restore maybe their sense of control that they feel they have lost uh, in the yeah. process? Yeah. Well, you see that we operate as a team with the whole program. So there's the top level of the program is really interacting with the board mm -hmm. and at some moments in time I have an opportunity to do a deep dive on the products that we're building, the what we're doing within the value stream and it are th those are the crucial moments. So that's where I tell the story of what have we accomplished, how did we get there, but I think the most powerful part in that is that I show confidence, enthusiasm, um, thinking big, knowing what we're doing, and um, sort of branding what we are building, creating there, because I only mm. have a few minutes. Mm. Uh, exp try to explain Wilbur in a few minutes, that's quite difficult. Yeah, you cannot give a full product demo of the current no. situation probably. No. Yeah. But I just make sure that, first of all, Wilbur looks fabulous. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a lot of designers on it. Um, and it's, it's, it's branded, it, it, it works, it lives. Everyone knows what Wilbur mm -hmm. is. And that really helps, yeah. Yeah, and you, you, as you mentioned, you have very limited time. Yeah. What is the most important thing uh, you uh, feel you have to convey to uh, 
uh, these uh, very important people that probably decide uh, about the funding of the project, etc. Yeah, show the enthusiasm in what you believe in. Yeah. And, and show that I really believe in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Of course, I have my director that I'm working for that believes it and shows that in mm -hmm. that same uh, 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 moment. Um, but it's being able to uh, give that confidence, show that yeah, I'm confident in wha what I'm doing. I think that's yeah. very important. Yeah, so, yeah. so really, um, and th th this also, uh, I think, joins in with what you said earlier about people being sincere and honest. And uh, um, so you have to show the confidence uh, that what you're doing uh, is, is good and is uh, something to be enthusiastic about, but uh, I think it has to be sincere, right? Uh, you cannot put on an no. act no. because these people are very experienced. Yeah. They can sniff out bullshit very easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, yeah. you have to uh, really have a good story there and then bring it. Yeah, so I make it big, but it's not yes. filled with air. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's a uh, very good uh, advice. Um, is there uh, any other stuff you do to influence stakeholder management within the value stream? Or um, maybe it's interesting to mention a bit yeah, about... Yeah, I think something, uh, yeah. So we still have the uh, elements of Scrum demos, mm. for example. Yes. And uh, on program level, every two weeks, we have a, a DOP, Digital Airport Program demo, mm. where all the streams demo um, their core product and uh, the value that has been delivered in the two weeks' time. And that is the moment where we get stakeholders from all the levels. So my direct stakeholders, uh, my business stream owners, or so the director of operations that I'm building this for, mm -hmm. people from the board. It are those moments that people come together. Mm -hmm. And it's also the different way of working, where whereas normally it are those people that are used to getting served on their time. Mm -hmm. uh, we ask them to come to our time on yeah. the demo. Yeah, so it it's, works. it's your planning, your cadence, yeah. and they uh, they come they yeah. come to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in in your work environment also, or is it? Yeah, well, there's a bigger setting where mm. we have multiple uh, demos going on at the same time. S uh, something like a market or yeah, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. And um, uh, is everyone from every value stream there, or is it a delegation? They should be. Uh, <laughs> they should be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so I it's an all hands yeah. meeting. Uh, uh, yeah, and, uh, we yeah. try, we try, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. and um, uh, do you um, influence or encourage um, direct interaction between the teams and like the business stakeholders and the value stream stakeholders and the board, or is that uh, something that happens naturally for you? Uh, how do you uh, uh, do Yeah, that? I do encourage it, yes. but it's, I mean, there's a limit to it. You need to really <laughs> think about <laughs> when do you involve someone. Yeah. But yes, absolutely, yeah. We. Uh, last couple of months we worked on an automated delivery street and we are very proud about it mm -hmm. and those are the things I really want the board to see it and there is enthusiasm and nieuwsgierigheid um, uh, curiosity yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we invite them and I, I don't even join that meeting it are the um, um, uh, developers and the product owner that talk directly to someone from the board and explain mm. and in their passionate state, what they've accomplished. And yes, so there's a lot yeah. of pride about their yes. accomplishments. Yeah. And uh, uh, just like when you uh, talk to the board, they are sincerely proud, enthusiastic, and they yeah. can also bring that story yeah. and uh, And sincere, yeah. Yes. yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. 
Well, that's very nice to hear. Uh, uh, I'm getting a bit enthusiastic <laughs> <laughs> myself, even just discussing yeah. it. So that's very nice. Um, for me, this uh, is uh, enough about stakeholder uh, management. Um, okay. Again, if there's anything you'd like to add. I think we covered it. Cool. Um, then we're going to move on to the next part. And uh, in the next part, uh, we will discuss um, closing the feedback loop. Also something you mentioned in the earlier part. And uh, let's uh, see uh, what kind of uh, metrics you use and how you steer uh, to optimize value. Okay. So uh, please join us in the, in the next part. Welcome back. Part four of this uh, interview, still with Kim Bosman, the OSIM owner at uh, Schiphol. In the previous parts, we uh, discussed the context, how she works with the teams and the product owners, and a uh, very, very interesting and important part, uh, how she works with the stakeholders and uh, how she uh, influences those interactions, but also let, let's go because there's a, just a lot of trust in the value stream that people are doing their best and are proud and enthusiastic and sincere. So then everything works out. All the out. ingredients are yeah, in place. Then, then yeah. you can also <laughs> let go and it's also very nice. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in this part, um, we'll try to uh, see uh, uh, what Kim's role is or uh, how she influences the value steering. Also, this is uh, with the product owners probably in the organization. Um, but let's see how that is set up and uh, what your role is. So can you tell us a bit about um, uh, how your product owners and you maybe interact to optimize the value in yeah. discovering this new product and how it can best help the organization. Yeah, I'll take it one level higher on the program itself. Great. Uh, what you see if, if you're working in multiple value streams, we all go behind that target what we think we need to op optimize. Yes, you all and have your own goals. Yeah, and in, in the program, if you really want to make the difference, we need to align the forces. Mm -hmm. So within the uh, program, there's a, a scope. Mm -hmm. So for example, this year we're focusing on departure. Uh, we had the waiting times. It's in the news. It's the moment to really focus on that first part, departure. Mm -hmm. um, and next year, we'll move over to transfer uh, arrivals, luggage, uh, just to make sure we cover all the um, process uh, elements. Mm -hmm. But we align at the mo together, and that really helps. And we defined uh, KPIs that we're working towards together. So all the value streams are working on minimizing the waiting times, optimizing uh, on-time departure of the aircraft, um, optimizing the flow of, uh, for example, the stream of passengers that's going through the airport, mm -hmm. that it goes uh, without the obstacles, eh? mm -hmm. um, and uh, passenger experience. Cool. But also, I think uh, one of the parts that I'm, I'm not really engaged in, but it's optimizing the parking uh, uh, availability. Yeah, so you, yeah. S you as, a, as a whole, uh, as a program, have set KPIs that are um, really uh, directly uh, influencing the customer and their experience of the travel. Yeah, but also the airline. Eh? So who's mm -hmm. our customer? Yeah, you, yeah. You obviously you have multiple customers, so yeah. that's also interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's uh, very good to hear that you have like um, uh, defined the KPIs really uh, uh, as close to uh, where the value should be delivered, where yeah. the problems are being solved. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, a very important thing uh, when uh, in, in yeah. any organization, but yeah. especially when working agile, you really need to 
uh, yeah. uh, close that loop and measure and, and see yeah. if you're making an impact. Yeah, and how do you measure uh, on-time performance? How do you measure if a plane leaves on time? And mm. who influenced it? Was it Wilbur? <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Or was it the good weather or the bad weather? R what really yeah. happened? And what you see is that people are automatically a little bit afraid to uh, say, okay, we're going to minimize that or optimize the mm -hmm. performance, yeah. 25%. Mm. And um, what you see r really hap works is if you're bold and dare to um, set that goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not going to make it, it can happen, but at least be brave and set the goal and try to make the best of it. Yes, and then you learn from it. So. Yeah. Um, and how d how do you um, use those metrics in your value stream, in your uh, demos, your reviews? Uh, do they have a, a spot there, or are they used in other places? It's it's more when building the roadmap for the next part of the year, um, looking back at the figures. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we're not there yet. Huh? Mm -hmm. uh, it's an ongoing thing within the program, and something that we're looking at if we're looking at our pro product. So Wilbur, we're at a level that we really can work with it. And um, we're very interested in the adaptation level of the organization. So we built this beautiful system, but mm. if it's not being, if no one works with it, uh, we failed. So our value li lies with the adoption. Yeah. And so we're going to do a sort of a zero measurement on how do the people work with it right now? What mm -hmm. do they expect? And then measure it throughout the year to see the adoption of, uh, of yes. Wilbur. Yeah. Also a very good and uh, important, uh, almost standard metric uh, uh, about the usage of your, uh, your yeah. product. Yeah. Um, and this often gives very good direct insight into uh, the teams and uh, the product owners for prioritizing their backlog and seeing where they yeah. need to uh, step up or uh, maybe uh, yeah. uh, engage other stakeholder groups to uh, influence usage yeah. and, and yeah. get information on why they're not using it. Yeah. Sometimes it's very valuable. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. So um, again, uh, uh, as you mentioned, there's different customers. And if you're yeah. building an, an internal application, then uh, there's a lot of different KPIs that you hope to influence. There's some at the um, actual customers uh, of, of Schiphol uh, uh, in, the, in the waiting lines and, and, and using the services. There's the airlines and there's, of course, the people uh, servicing them yeah. and, and, and trying to solve the problem of getting so many people to the right gate in the right plane on the right time. Yeah. So that's that's uh, quite a complex situation. Uh. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, that makes it uh, yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And um, maybe you can uh, share about uh, an idea or a direction you're moving into uh, to even improve this. Uh, um, you already mentioned a bit about the usage uh, data yeah. of, of Wilbur, but uh, are there other yeah. stuff you're trying to... Yeah, I can't wait to explain. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> next year, uh, we're now sort of laying the basis. We have Wilbur at a, at a level that we can really accelerate. So mm. I, I mentioned earlier, we have uh, automated delivery streets with automated testing, which means that we can move from code to production in 10 minutes. I think it's one of the fastest streets in, in the Netherlands. We're really proud. Cool. Um, but now we need the teams to uh, use that street. Mm -hmm. So we're going to um, uh, scale up. We'll have four uh, feature teams that are uh, delivering value quickly. So focused on a, on a feature with a UXer working with the 
business and the control uh, airport control coordinators and speeding up that uh, feature delivery mm -hmm. that okay very yeah. very cool yeah. <laughs> and um, I have to make a small note for the for the closing part and uh, um, which gives me time if I want to ask also more about this topic. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, so you mentioned uh, the metrics currently uh, are mainly used um, with uh, stakeholder, uh, uh, stakeholders at, at your level, so to say, uh, that you interact with uh, for road mapping and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, um, are there also plans to uh, uh, maybe let the metrics trickle down a bit more to the, the teams that have to try to influence those metrics yeah. by the stuff they're doing? Yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah you mentioned yeah. that, but yeah. you, you have next year also, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're just one yeah. year yeah. doing this and uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. The, there's also plans to improve on that, uh, yeah. that part. Yeah, th we need to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, very, very good. I mean, there's yeah. always something to improve, so uh, there's, yeah. uh, there's, uh, that's good, okay. Okay. Yeah, so is there anything else uh, that might be useful for the uh, product owners and other people watching and listening that you want to share around metrics, closing the feedback loop, and uh, mm. learning from what you put out there, essentially? I'm not sure where the, the question is going to pop up, but what I think is very important and one of the main uh, influences that I have mm. is aiming for the best. First of all, which means uh, if you aim for the best, you need the best people. So you need to attract the best, um, uh, invest in the best. So what we did, we went on a, a benchmark trip yes. to Asia um, and investing in the people and investing in the possibility to open up the, your, your field, mm -hmm. it really pays back. So there are those things that you need to take the time, invest in your people, invest in your vision, look what's going out there, and bring it back home and uh, yeah, use it to improve. Yeah, uh, this is actually the topic you spoke about recently on one yeah. of uh, the conferences here in the Netherlands uh, about uh, um, uh, some stuff you can do as an agile leader to create this environment. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, uh, it's online available, people can look it up or... Yeah, it uh, should be. We, we, we will try to yeah. get the link uh, to put yeah. it in the show notes. Uh, if you yeah. can help me with the link, then yeah. we'll put the correct stuff there. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I believe uh, around metrics uh, and, and closing that feedback loop, uh, uh, we're, we're done for now. And then we'll go to the next part and close it off and uh, also look at uh, uh, some questions that I sent you uh, as, as homework. So uh, okay. I'm very excited to, uh, to get to know a bit more of the personal stuff. Um, so join us in the last part where we close off um, and we talk a bit more about uh, uh, Kim and, uh, and uh, uh, the special question about uh, her best quality uh, working with uh, people that she's, uh, yeah. she's trying to get uh, to be enthusiastic about uh, what they do. Obviously, people don't need a lot uh, they are, uh, encouraging. They are. They are. It's, yeah. it's a selection process, yeah. but we'll get yeah. into that. So uh, uh, join us in the next part. Welcome back, the fifth part, closing off uh, with Kim Bosman, value stream owner at Schiphol. 
and uh, we've already discussed lots of interesting stuff. So if you're just dropping in on this part, please also check out the previous parts uh, where we talk about uh, working with stakeholders, working with the teams, how you create that environment where people can excel and uh, really uh, be passionate about stuff they're, they're, they're doing, uh, essentially. Um, so in this last part, um, I want to uh, address the, the, the homework uh, questions I gave you. Um, and uh, I would like to start with uh, uh, what is the, the one uh, uh, thing that, uh, that you do or have that really is important in your role and really helps you? Uh yeah. I think I have the right background, first of all. Mm -hmm. uh, innovation management and really passionate and experienced in Agile. Um, but what makes me, I think, successful in my role where I'm now is, first of all, the opportunity to work with the best people. Uh, alone, I wouldn't be able to uh, manage it. Yeah. But being able to create that environment for these best people to uh, mm -hmm. really get the space they need to, uh, to innovate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, you created this. Uh, yeah. We discussed this already in the, uh, f from the start, all through everything. This is every time popping up. The environment should be right. Uh, we should create the environment for people to to take that ownership on on their uh, job. Um, and and uh, what uh, characteristic of you um, uh, was most helpful in in getting that set up from the first start a year ago? It's not when, you, they, when you, I started, I knew how I was going to do this. Eh? It's mm. just, it's an ongoing natural process. Mm. Um, but if you look back, you do see a few elements. And that, that is yeah, handpicking the people you want to work with, handpicking the business people you want to work with, that they have the right mindset, investing in people, uh, going on an amazing trip, mm -hmm. um, which was not easy to accomplish. Eh? We arranged it, but uh, um, not everyone was very enthusiastic about it until they saw what it brought us. Um, doing those things, standing up, standing up for your people, standing up for the ambition, uh, and and showing that um, confidence. I think mm -hmm. if my um, um, so I'm, I'm working for the director of operations. I'm running a value stream. She doesn't know how the agile structure works. She's like, I need to be able to trust you to do this job. Mm -hmm. And I think I can give her the trust. I'm sure I gave her the trust. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had the, the, the room and space that I also need to, to be able to lead a value stream. But that's, yeah, those are a few of the key elements that um, make me successful in, in my role. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, um give the people you work with the trust that you can accomplish it, but also standing for stuff that they maybe are a bit hesitant, like this trip, yeah. and really and doing it. claiming yeah. that, that ownership, saying, okay, well, you hired me, so please trust me. I know what I'm doing. We will show the results later, yeah. and then really bringing that. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, is this also what other people would say uh, of you, uh, what your most important uh, characteristic is? Uh, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, that's uh, that's very nice to have it aligned what you think yourself and what other people see. So uh, that's uh, that's cool. Um, and uh, then I uh, believe we have another homework question. We always ask uh, guests 
uh, to um, uh, bring along a book reference or an article that they benefited from. Uh, obviously, in current uh, digital age, this can also be another reference. So, um, what is something that you found very useful uh, and want to share with uh, with the people viewing uh, and or listening? Yeah. So eight years ago, I really had a book that I always had with me, and I bought multiple uh, um, uh, pieces uh, called uh, "The Power of Scrum." Oh yeah, you know we it. we yeah. know that yeah. here. Yeah. Yes, know it. we will put a link yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're interested. Uh. <laughs> um, but I'm not really a reader. I'm okay. more a visual person, mm -hmm. and I like the uh, for if if you look at product owner uh, uh, material, the uh, YouTube movies of uh, Henrik uh, Nieberg. Mm. Yes, I yes. like that. The Very well known product name. owner yes. in a nutshell. I mean, yeah. if I really in, in 15 minutes want to explain what product ownership is about, I show people that uh, movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I like uh, um, the um, talks of Dean Leffingwell, Skilled Agile. Yeah. Yeah, I have some experience there. So th those are the people uh, that pop up. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, uh, that's, uh, that's really cool. Is, is there any uh, specific topic or a thing that, uh, by Dean, because he's very prolific, he's really in his framework also took a lot of stuff in and yeah. it's really uh, um, extensive but yeah. is there anything specific that you um, would like to recommend to product owners or maybe people um, landing similar roles like you have more as a value stream owner yeah. or something like that uh, from yeah. Dean? Yeah the element that I like most of skilled agile is the big room planning okay and yes. I have a little YouTube movie on that as well okay um, cool I sort of sort of cherry pick what's in that that uh, um, sort of system that really works that makes the success mm. makes the difference and I believe that is big room planning cool really working together cool. and if you ask are we doing it at Schiphol the answer is uh, no <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, th this is also uh, a, a bit of your own experience and, and, and tips so that's, that's yeah. cool yeah. and but but why why not? Um, the value stream needs a different way of organization to be okay. able to do so. We do have marketplaces, we do have bigger mm -hmm. events. Uh, we're trying trying to do a sort of similar thing, but big room planning, as it is uh, described in uh, in SAFE, uh, is a little bit different. Okay. Well, that that would also be interesting to to dive into maybe uh, another time. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, when you have to align a, a bigger effort with a lot of people, there's a lot of great elements. Even if you're not going to adopt the entire SAFE framework uh, in that framework that's described uh, excellently uh, by Dean and yeah. his team. So Definitely. there's very, very good information there, um, even without going into whether SAFE is good or not. Yeah. Just as a, as a knowledge bank, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, great tips. Thank you. Also, uh, thank you for mentioning the book uh, uh, by uh, yeah. Rini, The Kracht van Scrum, The Power of Scrum. Uh, there's, there's multiple editions, I think, recently. It also got translated uh, in, in German. So wherever you're at, you can get it in your own language. Uh, but enough of that uh, uh, promotion. Um, one other thing I'd uh, like to ask, we already um, mentioned that you uh, gave a talk at uh, uh, an Agile conference uh, about this leadership uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, mentality and how you create that environment, also about the trip you, uh, you made, uh, so we put that, that link uh, also. Uh, are there other 
interactions with the community that you take part in, um, maybe meetups that you visit or future speaking engagements that you're... I try to, uh, but I, I must say it's, uh, it's a heavy job. <laughs> yes, I, c I yeah. can imagine so. Yeah. Uh, this is something also yeah. product owners uh, struggle with. Uh, there's, yeah. there's always more you can do for the job. Yeah. So when do you prioritize yeah. going yeah. outside? But <laughs> I like uh, going to events, um, mm -hmm. but also more in the field of uh, the air airline industry mm. uh, and airports. Uh, we'll have an um, uh, event, I think, in March, uh, passenger terminal. I'll I'm going to try to speak there. Oh, that's also um, interesting. But to also to take the stage, to show what we're building. Yes. Uh, to yes. get people uh, yeah, for some feedback and alignment. Yeah, and this uh, this event will it be um, uh, uh, also for will it be for the industry or more for for the, the the airport as a as a company? No, it's an industry industry yeah. event. Okay, yeah. cool. So yeah. you can also uh, um, inspire other yeah. airports to, so to, last to year, improve. Yeah, yeah, last year we we were at this event with my team, mm. and we were looking for a Wilbur-like system, and it's yeah. not there. So we thought, okay, we need to build it. Cool, and now yeah. you can show and some results. Show it, yeah. That's great. That's yeah. great. Cool, and um, I really get excited uh, when you tell about the environment that you work in uh, and that you've uh, created, and uh, along with uh, a lot of other yeah. uh, people, uh, yeah. we have to give credit to the yeah, team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, but they're not here, so you have to give them from me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is there, uh, are you open to uh, visits of other companies to see how you um, work in an agile way and learn and share experiences? Or is, is that anything you're, you're open to? Um, I'm open to it. Mm -hmm. um, I always have to check, of course, with uh, Schiphol. We don't yes. just open the door for everyone. Yes, I understand. And I don't have the time to do a lot of visits. Mm -hmm. But yeah, especially if we're working in the same field and we can do some knowledge sharing. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, if it's mutually yeah. beneficial, yeah. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that are events that are going on. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Okay, yes. cool. Yeah. So if people want to uh, um, uh, see if uh, uh, they can arrange this, they can contact you yeah. and you'll see what is possible. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, uh, it is not an Efteling. You can yeah. just walk in, no. buy a ticket. Well, yeah. it could be yeah. nice, <laughs> extra <laughs> revenue stream. But <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, if, uh, if people want to share knowledge, you're open for it, basically. Yeah. Cool, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely also put uh, your LinkedIn uh, information in the, in, the, in the links so people know uh, where to find you. Yeah, that's fine. Um, is there any other uh, place where people can contact you if they want to interact? Uh, like, are you on Twitter or any other No, I'm stuff? LinkedIn, LinkedIn uh, yeah. at Schiphol. Uh, you can find me at Schiphol. Yes. And... Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to share the, 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 the video that we have on uh, Wilbur. Yes, yes, uh, I uh, made a note Just already. Just to get a little bit of an understanding of what we're really creating. Yes, you have a Dutch and English version. I will yeah. put both the links uh, so people yeah. can uh, check their preference. Yeah. But uh, I think it, uh, it's a really nice, uh, also with the visual aid of what it does and how it works. That's, that's yeah. uh, as you say, you're a more visual person. I think for this purpose, it's really excellent. So. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else you want to add? Because this is really the end uh, of the of the line for the for the conversation. No, I think we've covered the topics that I wanted to discuss. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't. W you prepared 
pretty well and I don't want to skip over anything so yeah. uh, but I just uh, wanted to make uh, sure I could share the tips that I have but they're yeah. they're in the different segments so uh, yeah. I have to look at all the <laughs> yes. elements yes yeah. so you guys ha yeah. have to look at all them all yeah. of them and yeah. really g get those details out and uh, well if you have questions about it uh, reach Kim at, uh, at, at LinkedIn uh, reach us at uh, PO underscore a podcast on Twitter or reach me at LinkedIn we'll put all the details in the uh, in the notes and uh, just click around and learn basically yeah. so uh, i want to thank you very much for uh, sharing uh, with us all your experience and uh, and insights uh, giving us the time to talk to you uh, on your free day even and uh, uh, sharing the awesome stuff going on at, at schiphol in your value stream but also in the larger program uh, it's been really fun and uh, i hope uh, people can really get some nuggets out of there yeah i hope they will and thank you for your enthusiasm and for the invite and the questions. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, I think uh, that wraps it up. So uh, thank you for watching. And uh, please join us uh, again uh, in the next episode. And also, if you uh, like uh, what you see here, feel free to check out previous episodes where we uh, discuss with, uh, with other people, some product owners, some coaches, all around the topic of product ownership. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. So. Uh, feel free to browse back and uh, look at past interviews. So uh, that concludes it. Have a nice day and uh, let's hope to see each other again. Thank you. Thank you. Please connect with Stuart on LinkedIn. Tweet at us at PO underscore podcast and at Shortly or shoot a mail at s.kranendonk at awareness.nl. Audio and video recording at ProAwareness Studio Delft by Matthijs van Vliet. Audio podcast editing by Sjoerd Kranendonk. Video editing and production by Matthijs van Vliet. Music from Kevin McLeod in comtech.com under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Thanks again for listening and please keep maximizing that value.